the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking about all things financial, trying to get you to retirement. We're smack dab in the middle of earnings season, and there's a Robert Mueller testifying on Capitol Hill story that continues to unfold. I'm not going to talk a lot about that. I'll let you do your own politics today, unless something really major firestorm comes out. One small one has that he thinks the president can be investigated and indicted after leaving office. Uh, But it's going to be a very politicized event for sure. Tuesday's closing bell and today's opening bell. How did yesterday close? How does today play out? I always like that bridge. Um, Different tone, different day. So Texas Instruments and Chipotle put up better than expected quarterly results and provided pleasing guidance. It's a nice word, pleasing. Sometimes you search for words, and uh, in the world of Wall Street, pleasing is A-OK. Each stock took off yesterday after they reported their numbers. And then the not-so-invisible hand of government pulled everything back. The Department of Justice announced it will be opening an antitrust investigation of market-leading online platforms. Market-leading online platforms. What are those? Well, Texas Instruments is not one of them. Nor is Chipotle, and yet they got pulled back. The platforms in the investigations are Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet, and Apple. It's wild to me that both the Republicans and Democrat have made them the enemy of the people. The Republicans, because of all the quote-unquote fake news that might have got President Trump elected, and maybe the censoring of that and or the filtering of that in the last two years versus previous wild, wild west. And the Democrats, because these are companies that are, are pretty darn dominant. The question is, whenever you get into antitrust, is Does it affect pricing to the consumer? 
You could say that Amazon's a benefit to the consumer. You could say Facebook, the consumer gets a lot of free stuff for very little, except for your information, which, in theory, a $5 billion fine from the FTC uh, on a Facebook and agreement to pay $100 million to the SEC for misleading disclosures regarding the risk of misuse of user data should curb Facebook a little bit, even though that's peanuts to them. But $5 billion sets up a precedent for future fines, right? You can't really say Alphabet or Google is, is causing the consumer harm. Um, Apple, I think there is an argument saying the App Store is kind of a monopoly-type abusive situation. Uh, both Google and Apple take 30% of any money you spend. So if you go out and get a subscription to Netflix for 10 bucks a month, they get 3 bucks if you do it through their, their store. Now, Netflix has a better deal than that, but not all publishers do. And you could say that's probably the one area that, that probably Apple is going to need to change their colors on. Caterpillar came out with a disappointing report today. And Boeing, have you ever been next to an airplane watching it take off? And you're like, that's a little bit louder than I thought. Uh, their, that, their report was, was not ideal. It added to the disappointment of the 737 MAX grounding with an acknowledgement that the 777 program is delaying its first flight until early 2020. Um, so do they have widespread problems? Is it safe to get on a Boeing? These are questions that people will have. And again, Wall Street works very much so in a demon known versus a demon unknown kind of way. Flash manufacturing PMI reading for July for the Eurozone slipped to 46.4 reading. That's the lowest level in nearly seven years. So a PMI, producer manufacturing index, lowest level, shows contraction, any number under 50. So that's a no bueno flag. Every day we, we throw down flags. And that's a no good one coming out of Europe. Yesterday was the IMF saying, you know, worldwide slowdown is a real thing. And we're going to notch our numbers down just another slight hair of a tick. But that's not interpreted as a good thing. It's a, a negative flag. The MBA, the Mortgage Bankers Association, said that mortgage applications index for the week ending July 7, July 20. What am I? Did I have a stroke? July 20, down 1.9%. So there's a little bit of a slowdown there despite lower mortgage rates falling under the um, 10-year treasury under the 2% level for that week. So it, that should have been a catalyst. It wasn't. Are we all mortgaged out or are we all refied out? You know, there's always going to be buyers and there's always going to be sellers. There's always going to be people dying. And there's always going to be new homes built. So the mortgage industry has a level of, of business no matter what. But when you look at it year over year, it's not going to be a catalyst on the upside. So it's another negative flag. Again, that's weekly. So you can't say, well, that's a flag that's going to color the whole year. And I don't even like monthly. I like quarterly. I like to smooth my data out like a smooth baby butt. Ooh. I know you're saying smooth baby butt. I'm single. I've never had kids. I don't know what a baby butt's like. Trust me, it's smooth. So um, home builder stocks are going to respond to the new home sales report. 
Yesterday, we got disappointing existing home sales reports. I feel bad for all those real estate agents. I feel so, so bad. There's so many of them in the Bay Area. Um, literally, like you could be at a grocery store and you're talking to a friend at coffee. And you can say, hey, I'm thinking about selling my home and moving to the country. And you'll get four or five agents throwing down cards. It's that kind of – I'm not going to say the word cockroachy, but there's a lot of – Steve Manichin says he's headed to China next week for trade talks, but there's still a lot of issues. Interesting. Um, let's see. A House bill would block the 2026 Men's World Cup funding until women's teams receive equitable wages. The problem that I have with this story is that the women have a union, the men's have a union, and they both negotiated wages. And Hope Solo recently said, I'll come back and help the women because I don't want them to cave like they did last time. I, I, I totally get the equal pay. I do. But when you sign a deal, you sign a deal. And when you negotiate, you can hold out longer. But maybe they felt a gun to their head. I don't know. But that's a story out there that that's like sensational headlines. And every politician wants to jump in on it because it's easy. I don't like easy. Snap CEO had a nice quarter. And um, Evan Spiegel said something that shows how Snap stock can jump even higher from here. Ultimately. Ultimately, snaps are poo. I know you're saying, oh, do I need to delete him? He said the word poo. No, it's our poo. Average revenue per user is low relative to other social networks, but it has a growing user base interest from advertisers and a compelling augmented reality strategy. So Snap can still increase its average revenue per user, and thus the stock can go higher. Worthy of note. Netflix just posted its longest losing streak in five years. It was down yesterday. It was down the day before. It was down the day before. It's like a movie with an unhappy ending. It's like it just never ends. It shed 20% now with its steepest losses to the tunes of $24 billion. Whoa. That's a lot of uh, subscribers. New website up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. When your looks start depleting and your friends all start leaving, you're so plastic and it's tragic just for you. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'd say happy holidays, but it's not a holiday. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I love Wall Street. I love working on it. I love trying to show you things. Sometimes I get a little bit bummed that the system has failed all of us terribly when it comes to kind of life expectations. I know you're born and you're naked and you're happy. And I don't necessarily think you need the conversation about retirement issues at that moment. But sometime before you're 21, even though you're not going to retire until you're 50, 60, 70, 80, 
But fewer than half of Americans age 50 and over know about catch-up contributions to their retirement accounts. Whoa. It's sad. The, the fact that people like CFP Chad Burton and myself, I come across as a wealth creator. He comes across as a wealth preserver. Um, and that's putting us in, in bullet shots. The fact that that's true and we have to educate you on uh, workers over 50 can save an additional $6,000 in their 401k plan and an extra $1,000 in their IRA. It's just sad. And yet few baby boomers, people born between 1946 and 1964, say they know a great deal about Social Security and Medicare. There's just a massive lack of knowledge. Um, Social Security is not attractive. If you could take advantage of catch-up savings, which, yeah, it means you have to save it. The government's not doing it for you. The government's not going to give you a handout that looks like a, a golden you know, goose or a, a big fat Christmas meal. Yeah, no kidding. The Medicare premiums is going to be something that you need to manage, and there's no chance that Americans know what the heck they're doing there. Part A beneficiaries still face a hospital inpatient deductible of $1,300 roughly for each benefit period plus co-insurance. Um, getting sick isn't free. Medicare Part B and Part D. Part B is which covers doctor's visits amongst other items, and Part D, drug coverage, come with premiums that vary based on your modified gross income from the two years prior. And again, I'm speaking French to so many people right now. It's kind of sad. But... <laughs> Not sexy French. Or French. As in, you have no clue what I am saying. Part D Medicare monthly surcharges. They range whether you're an individual, whether you're joint, whether you're married separate filing. Uh, premiums for Medicare Part B for single filers massively different than if you're married joint. Um, again, do you even know what Medicare Part B is? Medicare Part B covers doctor's visits amongst other items. So, and you have to pay a premium on that stuff. And it ain't free. It could range anywhere from 136 to 450 plus dollars for an individual. Um, again, that's kind of humbling. Because you think it's going to be free. And it's just a basically group insurance program that you're going to be a part of. But it ain't free. So a couple earnings to take a look at. Boeing lost $5.82 a share. It's dealing with issues related to the 737 MAX grounding. The commercial aviation side of Boeing lost nearly $5 billion in the second quarter. But, but and this is a big but, the defense and services units posted profits. They have a business where they sell airplanes, but they also service airplanes. Sweet. So now that the 737 is not flying as often, some of their older planes are being serviced more. They also have a defense div uh, division, which, let's just say lightly, they make rockets that can fly across countries and continents and blow people up. And that's good business. I'm not being a jerk when I say that. It's just, it's healthy. People want to blow each other up. Elsewhere, Anthem, a big health insurer, speaking of health insurance, they came in above expectations. Revenue beat expectations. Earnings beat expectations. That's a good beat. 
they increased their full year guidance, which I think is probably the best news for Wall Streeters in that one. Basically, they rejected membership growth. Now, I don't think it takes a rocket science to tell you there's not that many health insurers in the United States. Many of them have merged and acquired each other. But also competition, sometimes they lose money and they get out of that business. It's 130% true. So, like, you can think of, like, a Blue Cross, Blue Shield. You can think of an Anthem. You can't think of that many health insurance companies at this point in time. Uh, some of them are better than others. So, I can tell you that from personal experience. I work with a company that tried to go cheap, and I'll tell you what, the insurance was cheap. Snap lost six cents a share for the quarter, four cents less than expected. Revenue also topped expectations, helped by the strongest user growth since it became a public company. They're starting to shine. Like the killer said, if I don't shine, if you don't shine, they're starting to shine. They came public at the wrong time. They were overpriced. They had no experience in their management corporation, uh, management side, and it showed. Visa had a nice quarter. You know I like shares of Visa. They're just old stodgy. Revenue beat expectations. Uh, boost in spending using Visa cards highlighted by a nearly 9% jump in U.S. payment volume. Whoa. I love You know what's an interesting one is iRobot. You can go back about eight or nine years when the Roomba started to kind of, I want to, I don't want to say started gaining traction or I don't want to use a robot term, but people kind of lost their minds on iRobot a few years ago. It, it was kind of like a Beyond Meat. It was kind of like a Tesla. But in this case, it was a little robot that would vacuum your house. And then they came up with a mopping version. And then there was videos of that little robot vacuuming your house and getting into the cat litter and just suddenly there's cat poop all over your apartment. Do we really need robot vacuum cleaners? Are we that truly lazy that we need something to to, to swirl around a room? Really? So the tariffs resulting from the trade dispute between the United States and China are weighing on the company. So they cut their full-year guidance. And again, I'm just – that's one of those stocks that – I don't know. I'm not a fisherman, so this analogy doesn't quite work. But you reel it in, you look at it, it's ugly, and you're like, oh, I don't want to catch this or eat this. Throw that back in the water. You've got to be quicker than that. And yeah, I get robots. I get it. Like Amazon wants to come up with a robot – that drives around your house and takes your orders and orders food and orders toilet paper. Like, hey, Alexa, I'm out. are we out of toilet paper? And Alexa runs down the hallway and finds out if you're out of toilet paper. Yeah, we're out of toilet paper. Do you want me to order some right now? That's my impression, Alexa. Um, bad impression. But I get that robots might be a, a part of our future and iRobot could be acquired for their technology. But it's just not my kind of investment. Starbucks is expanding its partnership with Uber's Eats, service to deliver coffee and food throughout the United States beginning in early 2020. We don't have to go anywhere. Food will be brought to us. We don't even have to clean our house. iRobot will clean it for us. Find out more about me at Rob Black's show. Come to a seminar. Check out the new website, newfocusfinancial.com. Give me some feedback on that. I spent some time crafting that. A lot of good downloadables there for you. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
There is no doubt in my mind that Americans have a interesting relationship with pharmaceuticals. We have a little bit of a side effect of something. We go to the doctor and he gives us prescriptions. One of the bigger ones that I see is anxiety, whether it be Selexa or Lexapro or Prozac or Lovix or Paxil, whether it be Zoloft or Xanax or Valium, Ativan, Clonopin. There's a lot of them, right? Anxiety kind of runs into our, our society pretty deep. Three and CFP, Chad Burton. Chad Burton, anxiety and retirement and am I ready to retire? A lot of people kind of broach you with this topic and it puts you on the spot um, in large part because people are looking for definitives and there's kind of a whole big picture that you need to know before you can be definitive. Let's talk about a little bit of this. Um, how nervous do you get when people ask you for simple retirement advice? Well, I, I don't get very nervous to say, okay, yes, you can or you can't retire. Okay. Because we go through a lot of different steps to say yes, you can or, or no, you can't. Um, in fact, tomorrow on the morning show, I'm doing a refresher on the six tests to determine retirement readiness. And what makes me more nervous is when somebody has is coming in to fix a retirement plan. And usually what happens is they go ask somebody if they can retire. They, they think they're going to a trusted financial advisor. And unfortunately, they go to somebody that works on commission. And the only way that that person is going to make a commission is if they tell this person, yes, go ahead and retire. That way I can roll your 401k over into this great investment, usually a loaded variable annuity, and they can make 7% commission, and they've essentially given them bad advice. And that's what makes me nervous is when we gather all this data of a, a person or a couple that comes in and somebody told them it's okay to retire because they did it based on, on, on biased advice, and we're having to tell them to cut expenses or try to go back to work or downsize a home because they weren't really ready to retire. That's the one where we run the numbers, the meetings the next day, and I lose sleep over it because I just can already see the look on their faces because I've had to do it way too many times in my career. Kind of sucks because it's the best news you ever get. Hey, you could retire. You don't have to work anymore. I've shaken Shaken? I've shook many hands of people who are saying, hey, I'm retiring next week. Um, I'm like, good for you. Congratulations. That's an accomplishment. It must stink to tell someone, ah, sorry, but you can't. So uh, disappointment for you, but also disappointment for them um, as well, psychologically. You don't really want to tell people to work till the day they die, but that would make your job a lot easier, right? Well, yeah, and I think that's kind of the, the plan for about – I don't know, 45% of the population right now that's in their 50s because people are drastically underprepared for retirement. Um, and it, it's it's just awful. I mean, the the idea that um, you have to save 10 to 15% of pay, some people just can't afford to do that or they just make awful choices on what they spend money on, whether it's cigarettes or or the traditional you know latte that you and I always talk about. Um, parties. It's you. With the, well, yeah, yeah, cars they can't afford just so they look right. cool, that type of thing. And there's nothing better than looking cool as an old person, right? <laughs> there's a there's <laughs> a guy at my, there's a guy here at Cron. He just retired last week, and man, he was beloved. 
and this is actually part of the question I have for you. His name was James. He was a security guard and he works with both CROD employees and KPIX. And he was just the sweetest man. He always remembered your name. He took care of you. Um, he probably worked 15 years after retirement to add to your story, but he was also social Chad and he was beloved when he retired. People were just like, Oh, you're the best. And they talked to him and like, that's a good thing too about working in retirement is um, if you don't necessarily love your spouse, if they don't give you everything that you need in life, keeping a second job or a you know a security job or a Home Depot job, it can kind of make you popular and kind of make your you know your ego swell as well as getting some social skills going out there and, and not getting too old too fast. Well, and that's the thing is that unfortunately when people realize, let's say they're fifty years old and they you know, listen to our shows where we see this is how much you have to have saved by each age. And they realize that they're drastically behind because of life circumstances, kids, they put them through college, whatever. And then they start looking for some silver bullet. Oh, I got to start investing in something that's going to, you know, double digit returns every year. Or uh, they listen to ads that sound like it's guaranteed returns or software or trading courses or whatever. And they just continue to waste money over their lifetime on this stuff. Instead, one of the best things they can invest in is a career that they'll be able to do for a much longer period of time. So some retraining, um, something else that can get them into a, a different career that will make a little bit more money, but also that maybe uh, physically or mentally they'll be able to do for a much longer time. So, and look, I mean, there's people like in my business that just never retire because they love what they do so much. My grandfather never really retired. He was you know, considered himself still working well into his 80s because he would like, he loved to go to the meetings and, and uh, talk to his clients because his clients were his friends. Um, and, you know, I'll push my retirement off so I can do, you know, travel and bucket list things that I've never been able to do. Um, but at least it's part of my plan and it's, I'm aware of the numbers. That's, that's really the start is to get a financial plan to say, where are you? What's plan A, B, or C? I hear that. Um, I want to mention real quick that you and I have updated the webpage, newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com, and there is a lot of information that's downloadable under the resources tab for uh, questions on retirement. I think one of the big problems, Chad, and you brought this up to start, was you get nervous talking to people about are they ready to retire is no one really talks about when to retire up until that age of somewhere around 58, 59, and we look around the corner and like, I think I'm supposed to retire now. Um, is there any resource that you think people could use on their own other than listening to your show tomorrow? We're going to talk a little bit about it. Is there any good books? Is there any good information? Is Fidelity, Vanguard, TD Ameritrade, does anyone have a good, not calculator, but almost like a 10 step guide or kind of a workbook? Um, boy, I have to think about that. Maybe do some research today for tomorrow's show on a, a better book. Um, I think the best one is just to go to the website and download the, the I think it's actually the blog, the six tests um, to determine your retirement readiness. It says you need more than a number, six tests to determine retirement readiness. Okay. And it's all of the steps that we go through to say, okay, yeah, you've hit a certain number. A lot of people have this number in their head, like as soon as I hit 2 million, I'm going to retire. But that was their goal when they were 50. And now it $2 million, maybe that gets them 75 grand a year in retirement. Is that enough in the Bay Area to last from 65 to 100? Probably not in a lot of people's cases. 
Right. Um, so there's so much more that goes into it. And a lot of it is your living expenses. A lot of it is saying, what am I going to do in retirement? I keep talking about that all the time, but having that plan, that, that routine for first, you know, working out and then giving back and, and then all of the activities that you want to do, you got to figure out how much that costs. You got to figure out what your tax issue is. So you almost have to design that tax strategy first. Which account are you going to draw from first? Because when you draw money out of a 401k, it's tax. When you sell a stock, it's tax. When you sell a mutual fund, it's tax. And there's different tax brackets for income and capital gains and things like that. So you have to know what that number is because everybody's different. Um, And then you have to run conservative projections, not projections that eight, nine, 10%, but conservative projections to say, what if we go through a period of time like 2000 uh, through 2009, you know what I mean? And where, where it's a pretty tough time in the market, a tough 10 year period. Yeah. What would that look like for you? Can I ask a stupid question? I've heard the statistic that healthcare is going to be $250,000 a year in retirement. And mm-hmm. can I project that as $25,000 a year for 10 years or should I do 12,500 for 20 years? Does it ramp up more in the latter years? Is it, do you, do, can I expect more inflation on that? Will that be $500,000 for my kids by the time they retire? Um, what can you help but, me with as far as budgeting that? Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the 250, that's, that's kind of like that. If a married couple, um, they go into retirement and they set aside 250 grand, they're going to use that up on Medicare Part B, their, their co-pays, their ancillary costs. It doesn't even count long-term care, Rob, if somebody goes into a nursing home. So that's on top of it. But what we do is it, we, we put it into the cash flow. So 600 bucks a month per person for your Medicare Part B, your prescription drugs, your copay, your dental costs, all of the things that, that uh, you'll end up paying. Now, it, it, does, it is much cheaper than that typically in the early years of retirement when you're healthy, but then it ramps up later, especially yeah. into your 80s. And so we use 5 to 6% inflation on that and usually 2.5% inflation on normal costs these days. Um, so we build it in a cash flow. Now, some people are, are different. I mean, I was working with a Boeing person and they have a much better um, you know, retirement income or retirement health insurance coverage through Boeing, for example. So everybody's a little bit different. And that's one thing that you need to know about is what is your health care costs? Good stuff. Chad, uh, let me plug your show tomorrow morning. You're going to be doing six to seven. You did six to seven today. People can go get a podcast version of it by going to newfocusfinancial.com. It is crazy informative. I refer to it as a masterclass in financial planning. Uh, You and I work well together because I kind of ask the questions that maybe you're missing from the normal person. Uh, Thanks for joining us. People can check out that blog and listen to your show tomorrow. Tomorrow you're going to go over, are you ready for retirement issues? kind of testing yourself and there's a copy of the blog at newfocusfinancial.com it's a new website send feedback if you like the uh, site send feedback if you don't like the site give us ideas on what you want there thanks Chad and uh, people can hear him tomorrow 6am to 7am he and I work together blend content together uh, kind of bob and weave together we also try to figure out what issues are going to affect you so don't be shy. Um, feedback and emails are always welcome we can't necessarily directly answer each and every one but we try You can find out more about him at newfocusfinancial.com. Check out that blog and check out his show tomorrow at 6 a.m. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. 
on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm going to have some tickets to give away this segment. But before I get there, I want to talk a little bit about Amazon. Amazon's in the news today. Steve Mnuchin, U.S. Treasury Secretary, has said that Amazon has limited competition and has harmed the retail industry as the Trump administration announced a broad antitrust review into whether various tech companies, Amazon, Google, Facebook, and others, um, are using their power to thwart, thwart, thwart rivals. Thwart's a fun word to say. It's fun to say it numerous times because you think of thwarting, (laughs) the act of thwart. Uh, you think of thwarting as kind of a medieval term. I'm going to thwart my uh, champion, or you thwarted my champion. The Justice Department's antitrust division disclosed plans to scrutinize tech platforms. Amazon holds less than 8% of the U.S. retail market, so it's tough to say that they're a monopoly, but they're getting bigger, and they are pretty dominant. And they do kind of a funky thing where they sell other people's widgets, and then they sell widgets of their own. And do they have an advantage in selling widgets when they know what their competitors' widget sales are? And if they see a competitor sell a brand new product, they can go, huh, we haven't thought about selling that one. Potentially, we should sell that. So there's some kind of inside information or how do you use the information you're getting? For the record, Steve Mnuchin which I really don't understand how he fits into Trump's cabinet. He's just not ideologically the same. But he's been a pretty good businessman, even though he was a board member of Sears Holdings from 2005 to 2016, where that department store ultimately spiraled towards bankruptcy. He was roommate and longtime friend of Eddie Lampert. And I think Eddie Lampert ruined Sears, and I think he benefited himself via ruining Sears. So I'm almost questioning, and I'm not, why is Steve Mnuchin involved here? It makes no sense to me, Um, especially with the Trump administration. So moving on to more Amazon goodness, story kind of slipped out yesterday about Amazon teaming up with a real estate broker. And no one panicked. Amazon's getting into delivering pharmaceuticals. No one panicked. Amazon's getting into, you name the business, in the last couple years, it's kind of started to freak people out. Amazon made it official. A lot of hints. They've teamed with Rheology, and they're going to offer a turnkey service that simplifies the process of finding and settling into a new home in 15 American cities. You buy a home, you may need to paint it. That'll be one of the services. You buy a home, you may need to have it clean. That'll be one of the services. Amazon is not getting into real estate per se. They're getting into the home that you just bought and how to gussy it up. (laughs) I just said gussy. So Reology is going to do that. Reology, which owns well-known names like Caldwell Banker, Century 21, um, Corcoran. I always think Corcoran. I wonder. I go. I wonder if that's Barbara Corcoran from the Shark Tank. Shark. So Zillow yesterday and Redfin pulled back, all because Amazon's kind of getting into that world, and maybe they're dipping their toe in and they're going to go full force in. We don't know, but the U.S. residential real estate market does 
trillions, tens of trillions of dollars. And despite the worst in economics for agents, the resistance to large-scale digital transformation has led to other industries. Um, Amazon is, is, I hate to use the term, they're prime for digitizing in real estate. Um, the whole MLS thing is a, a, a sham. Um, there's a lot of companies who are trying to digitize using algorithms, whether it be Opendoor, Redfin, Zillow. But the whole real estate agent thing where 3% to buy, 3% to sell, it's, it's a, it needs to be revolutionized. A mess. It's a mess. If Rocket Mortgage can revolutionize and digitize the mortgage industry, which is incredibly paper-oriented, um, I think Amazon could eventually do something. So Reology agents will effectively pay Amazon for leads as well as a 1000 to $5,000 Amazon home credit that buyers receive, courtesy of Realogy. Um, I get it. I, I get the, the interest. Real quick, I got some tickets to give away. I don't want to spend too much time on this, so please help me out. What am I giving away? What am I giving away? Do you want it is the big question. Um, it's always an interest to me as far as the tickets that kind of come in and go out our door and what people want and what people don't want. Um, winner receives a pair to a Royal Affair performances by Yes, Asia, John Lodge and the Moody Blues, Carl Palmer's ELP Legacy with vocals by Arthur Brown, Sunday, July 28th at the Mountain Winery. The Mountain Winery is hooking us up with tickets, and we're hooking you up with tickets. So it's Sunday evening, July 28th at the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. It is an amazing place to see a show. There's going to be a British theme there, obviously, with all the bands, and Alan White of Yes's tribute to John Lennon. White was the drummer on Lennon's solo material, including the recording of Imagine, which uh, probably the greatest song ever recorded, according to a lot of people. Tickets on sale now for upcoming shows at the Mountain Winery include Jill Scott, George Lopez, Michael McDonald, Chuck Khan, Cool and the Gang, George Clinton, Parliament Funkadelic. I've seen them live in a show, and it's Funkalicious, Feist, and Josh. Josh Groban? Josh Groban. So that's tickets for Sunday, July 28th at Mountain Winery. You receive a pair of tickets to the Royal Affair performances by Yes, Asia, John Lodge, and the Moody Blues, Carl Palmer's ELP, with vocals by Arthur Brown. Sunday, July 28th, you can call 800, no, yeah, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. I'm so used to, like, punching phone numbers or punching names. I'm forgetting phone numbers. Do you remember when you used to have, like, 20 phone numbers memorized in your head? And you'd get one wrong, and some dude would pick up, and it's some person's dad and you're like hi is is julie there it's like julie doesn't live here don't ever call here again <laughs> those days are over but anyway you can call 800-516-1220 and get tickets for sunday july 28th at the mountain winery saratoga california beautiful place great restaurants unbelievable scenery i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more you can find me online at rob black show twitter rob black show youtube rob black show and guess what i'm rob black talk to you soon Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.